In a world of entrepreneurship, I'm getting ready Tony tells it how it is. I'm getting ready As a restaurateur, she continues to disrupt. I'm, I'm getting ready And bring us the fucking sauce. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Tony Calderon. <laughs> hey, hey, damn. <laughs> That's like a fantasy come to reality, that intro. Yeah. <laughs> like when you're in your in head. World. <laughs> you're in your head and you walk into this room and it's in a world. <laughs> Ralph kills it. Maybe I'll put some uh, like crowd cheering noise in there for you. Right? Yeah. Right? Just just let me really live out the fantasy, would you? <laughs> yep. Crowd cheering. Yep. Hey. Oh, crowdfunding. Uh, oh, nice work. A little plug there. <laughs> So, hey guys, I'm Tony Calderon, and uh, next 30 minutes, I'm just going to go in on who it is to be, who I am, who the hell is Tony Calderon, and why the hell does she have a podcast? Everybody has these podcasts now, and people want to show you what they can do. Do you remember that skit on Mad TV with Stuart? Mm-hmm. And he would say, look what I can do. <laughs> That's what I feel like as a grown-ass woman <laughs> sitting here telling you, look what I can do. But it's where the world's going. <laughs> it's like every five seconds, let me post, look what I can do. Uh-huh. Ugh, so funny. And now if you made a skit of that, you'd, your ass would probably get canceled. That's it. <laughs> They'd probably be like, stop making fun of older kids, older adult kids. What's wrong with you? I'm yeah. not listening to your podcast. Okay, let me, let me just not go down that rabbit yeah, hole. No. <laughs> I'm going to stop. So, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. I do a lot of things. Restaurants are my game, noodles are my joan, and I bring the fucking sauce. So on this show, you don't get to have any comments, and you just listen. And if you don't want to listen, you hit next and you go on to the next person. And I'm totally okay with that, because I don't have 140 characters to get across right now. 30 minutes to drum some shit in your ear. So Ma, Ma is my co-host. Yes. My mother is my uh, Mickey. And she sits in my corner and she. Not Mickey Mouse. No, not Mickey Mouse. Mickey from Rocky. I need, to, I need to clarify that I am not your typical broad. <laughs> I reference male roles all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so my mother is here to uh, get me through this A because I get bashful when I have to be front and center. Yeah. Contrary to what may, people may believe, it's easier to be behind one of my brands or logos. Right. It is harder to put yourself out there and talk about shit that makes you who you are. Especially today in this world. Right, where people just pick you apart. Yeah. So no filter. Yeah. And I drop the F-bomb and I say things that maybe 10 months from now I'll be like, shit, why'd I say that? But this is my space, and this is what I'm going to do. And my mom's here to make me feel like it's okay. <laughs> I give you my blessing. <laughs> yeah. My oh, whole gosh. life I seeked your damn blessing. So now it's going to uh, pay off. It? <laughs> yes, no, it is. Good Lord. So she's here to uh, help me through this, right? And to validate. And plus, we have fun together. We work together. She helps me raise my son. Yes. She helps me through my... Uh, Every day, it's just—it's really great to have you around, Ma. Oh, I don't, I don't have around. to share you with Dad anymore. <laughs> you don't. There's no, 
<laughs> Dad took all your time yes, and effort. He sure did. And since he's passed, I get it all. Yep. Lucky just, you, I, oh lucky girl. I can see why Dad got as far as he got. Oh. To have you to come home to and talk it all out. That's yeah. like a secret weapon that nobody talks about when they go home and talk to their spouse about their day. Yeah. And how it gets them through the next day. Yeah. I feel like that's something that CEOs don't talk about. It's a good thing. Right? They yeah. all take the credit for how strong and macho they are. Yeah. But it takes a team. Yeah. And if you have a spouse or a parent or a, a best friend or a companion to sit there and listen through your brain at night, because mm-hmm. we have a lot of responsibility as CEO, right? Mm-hmm. Like I... Uh, or an entrepreneur like you have a lot of ideas and responsibility and take someone who cares about you to be your soundboard yeah. and kind of help walk and talk you through those moments and um somebody you can trust yeah that's the big thing yeah i can't trust many people for some reason but i trust you mm-hmm. you should thanks you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> and i trust cody yeah who's my boyfriend baby daddy and i trust tony who's my ex-husband, baby daddy. And I trust the team that I work with now that we made it through a pandemic and kind of became solidified that we're a family. But let's talk about family dynamics and work, okay. especially in restaurants. Yeah. So you come from... Got some good good stories and some bad stories. Right? They always say don't work with your family now. Correct, yep. But as an immigrant family, because you come from an immigrant family, well, your mom was here and your dad was not he came over from sicily came on the boat right off the boat yep and through montreal came in got sponsored yep to come into the states married Mm -hmm. nonna they hardly knew each other knew each other for what like five minutes yep nine days nine freaking days and then they get married who the hell and and it lasts that's crazy tony and i (laughs) knew each other for what four days and we got engaged yeah legit true story we knew each other for four days and got engaged. And I met him of those four days. <laughs> this, is, this is real shit that need, people need to hear. Why didn't your marriage work out? Okay, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I hardly knew him. We'll still love him to this day. We're best friends, but we hardly knew each other. Um, but yeah, back in the day, that's what you did. You knew each other for nine days. She thought he was cute. They were at a wedding together or something like that, right? They were match made. Yeah, match made. And then they were got married. And then they had a beautiful family and opened up the first pizza shop in our hometown and sponsored so many other Sicilians from Catolica to come over to the States. And they found their way. And now they all own restaurants and real estate and whatever and pay homage to my grandparents. They were definitely a team. They were. They were. And uh, Nanna's still around. Hi, Nanna. Listen to this. And um, (laughs) Nanna passed away. And uh, you all worked, and your brother passed away. Mm-hmm. But you all worked together in the pizza shops, right? And yeah. now your sister has pizza shops, and all her kids have pizza shops. Yeah. And then your other sister works in the pizza shop, and her kids just opened yeah. up a pizza shop. So pizza, and then everybody else who owns a pizza shop in this ta- this county, yeah. pretty much, I'm related to. So pizza shops run deep in our family, and I never good business. It is a good business. I never yeah. wanted one though. No. You never wanted one for us. No. Dad had to go and get into the finer dining establishments, right? So he opened up a pizza shop with a twist. Yeah, well, he didn't want to do that either. <laughs> but he did it. Yeah. And uh, he couldn't be stuck in four walls. He had to come and go when he wanted. Yeah, I can relate. You can tell by the first uh, cell phones came out. 
We yeah. had them all. <laughs> so he could go and work and be do what he wanted. Yeah. Obligated and close. Fine and four walls. I think I inherited that gene. Yeah. And I hate working in the restaurant. I never wanted a restaurant. I said it how many times? I never wanted to do yeah. I left when I was 15 years old from the family businesses and saw how my cousins always were at the pizza shops and could never go anywhere with me and do anything with me. And I left and I said, I'm going to go figure out how these restaurants work without Corporate. their families there. Yeah. So I went to McDonald's at 15 years old mm-hmm. and got a job to find out why the owner was never there. So I wasn't there as a typical 15-year-old in the red T-shirt to learn how to move my way up to the fryer. I was there to find out how the managers did it and the corporate people did it. And I was paying attention at 15. Yeah, you studied. I did. I did. And then when I found out that I could get a job at Buca de Beppo, which was the coolest Italian restaurant back then. Right. And um, fun. it was, and I knew I had to be well, a part you, of it. And you could put on a little show. Yeah. That was you. I was like, ta-da. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> and as soon as I found out that they were hiring, I went and tried to get a job, but they wouldn't hire under 18. Remember that? I do. We went all the time, and I'd talk to the manager, be like, you're hiring yet? Are you 18 yet? No. Well, that's the rules. I said, well, who makes the rules? And he's like, corporate. I said, where's corporate? He's like, Milwaukee. I said, okay, this is when the internet first came out. And I started emailing the corporation in Milwaukee for Buca de Beppo. And I said, well, McDonald's hired me at 15. You better get with it. That's what corporations are doing. I'm 16 now. You can hire me and I can work hours. So I did that for every week for three months. I emailed him on the dot every week, this corporate email address. And... um. One day we went into Buka and the manager came over to the table. He's like, I don't know what you did, but you have an interview on Monday. Can you make it? I went, what? <laughs> He's like, I got a call from the big office and they want me to hire you. So can you come in for an interview Monday? My parents dropped me off the interview and I got the freaking job at 16 years old for Buka de Beppo. <laughs> and they had like- In a 50, bar. In a bar. they weren't supposed to hire. Yep. 18. I changed their rules for the entire corporation. So- after working there for a couple months, uh, manager as the hostess, as the hostess but the, with the mostess, oh, yeah. Um, the manager came in and he's like, "Oh my God, the corporate executive team's here in the bar and they want to meet you." I said, "What?" And they're like, "They want to meet you, Tony. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> Don't say something that's going to embarrass me for hiring you." And I was like, I've been emailing them. They know me. <laughs> so I go around the corner and all the servers are like watching like it's a saga. Like what's going to happen to Tony? And this guy. So the Buca de Beppo bar. I don't know if you've ever been in one. They're very tacky and they're amazing. And it's everything Italian all over the walls. And they've got really loud Italian music playing. And it's just like little Italy threw up in this like restaurant. And it's the best thing ever. So how Planet Hollywood now is them. Yeah. Very gaudy. So I walk into this dark a uh, long bar right and there's five booths along the wall and in the corner there's a big round booth with a light seen from the godfather all the way so the big corporate guys are sitting in this corner booth and they're like waving me over like the don would <laughs> i walk over to the end of the table i'm like hey guys i'm tony what's up and he's like you're the girl who changed my rules i was like i am in the flesh he's like you got this thing. And I said, what's this thing? He's like, called tenacity. Don't you ever lose it for nothing. I said, all right. 
thank you for that. And he's like, now get your ass back to work. <laughs> and I loved it because it felt like it was part of my Italian family, right? Yeah. And uh, I thrived in that environment because they recognized me and they let me do my thing. Do you remember your shmeal? Yeah. When you walked in Bucas. Yeah, I'd always be like, welcome went. to the family. <laughs> I'd always say shit like that. They put scared. you on a pulpit. <laughs> the host of Sam was a pulpit because of the Catholic Church. It was great. And then you'd walk in. I'd be like, welcome to the family. And I'd make everybody feel like they were part of the show. And then you'd walk them through the kitchen and you give them the whole tour. And there was a picture of Sophia around. I'd be like, that's my mom. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and I'd like get people excited about their dinner before they even had it. And everything was served family style there. So it's like two pounds of pasta that come out to the table. And it's just over the top. My 16th birthday was there at the Pope table. It was just, it was the coolest place to me. So in my head, this has always been in my, my dream, right? So you could see in everything I do, it's I kind of mimicked a little piece of that. Yeah. So um, it, it it's all about the experiences, right, in right. your life that create your outcome and what you what you put out there. It's pretty cool. So from there, I went on and worked different corporations. I did the same thing in season fifty two. They hired me before I was twenty one, and all so on and so forth. And every manager told me how tenacious I was. And I don't know if it's because I came from the family industry where I felt like. I was entitled to it or I felt like I had the courage to speak up because I knew better, knew more than them or whatever. Up, maybe you had leg up. Right. Kind of like born and raised in it. And yeah. Yeah. You kind of like have something to say to yeah. bring to the table, no matter how young I was. And so, you weren't afraid to say it. Right. Don't forget that part. And they weren't afraid to put me in my place. <laughs> <laughs> they were not afraid to be like, Tony, go open your own place. Yeah. And then you could do it how you want. In the meantime, do it how we want. But you don't do that to your employees. And I don't because I know how it feels. Yes, you don't. You let them. You don't belittle and undermine people's you ideas. You let them do. Yep. Let them bring it to the table and make mm -hmm. it better. So the family dynamic, right? So you know not to work with families. Because growing up, I saw a lot of fights happen. Yeah. Between my cousins and family now still. Yeah. And it's hard because it's your livelihood. It's your, And then you have your own vision for how you want things to go. And then you're doing it with your family. And the last person you want to hurt is your family, right? Because you said the whole trust thing. You want to get your your feelings out with your family. Well, you can't do that if you're pissed off at them all the time because they didn't do things the way you wanted them to do things. Yeah. And then so try opening come in the picture. a restaurant yeah. with your husband. Yeah. So two Tonys came to fruition because Tony, the guy I married, knew four days and I opened up a restaurant, a finer dining establishment. And uh, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. It was real fun. It was fun because Tony supported the fact that I had this tenacity to go and get it done. So he wasn't like a typical Sicilian man that was like, no, I'm going to do it all. And you're going to stay home and you're going to take care of the kids. Like right. he, he wasn't like that. So I thank him for that. But Tony and I met prior to him going into the military for like five minutes. He came over to my family's house when he was seven. I was 17. He was 19. My dad pulls me into the bathroom when I come home from high school. And he's like, your future husband's in the pool. And I'm like, I have a boyfriend. What do you mean? You're going to marry this guy. He's in the pool. Be on your best behavior. And mom's like, oh, Vince, knock it off. Shouldn't even know him. But he is cute, Tony. And I'm like, oh, God, okay. So I go outside and, like, he's showing off and I was smitten. 17 years old, I thought I was marrying this guy. He gets shipped out. 9-11 happens. He goes over to Afghanistan, Iraq, lives in Aviano, Italy, which is our son's name. Uh, 
And then after he gets out of the military, my uncle passes away and we see each other at the funeral. And literally, uh, two months later, I had an engagement ring on my freaking finger. And I lived in Florida. I didn't even live in the same state. (laughs) So he comes down and he puts a ring on it. And I had to move up to Pennsylvania. I had no idea who I was marrying. I'm like, Ma, I got to move. I don't, I'm engaged to this guy. I mean, it's not 1959. It was 2009, 2008. I was like, I gotta gotta go. I gotta get to know this guy. So I move in with him and his family. And they're right off the boat. Like straight off the boat. And you grew up with them. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Mom and my aunt were supposed to be married off or were talked about being married off to Tony's dad and uncle. No, 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 that's not true. (laughs) that's another story it is another story but it was it's it's like that it'd be like that sometimes in the italian families and here i am about to marry calderon so small world that's just a a demonstration of how small the italian world can be let's say that i never in a million years thought our kids would get married right that's for sure in a kajillion years i'm down in orlando i'm in my 23 years old hot to trot out at the clubs every night all kinds of cute boys down there and I find that the Italian tradition is just something I wanted to be a part of. I thought it was very endearing and charming and old world and old school. So my soul, like, loved. That's because you didn't have to. Right. You would have had to be. That's true. That way. You didn't probably, have to. That's probably exactly true. Yeah. Because we didn't want to because we had to. So we rebelled against it. Right. Which is how you met dad or yeah. why you got with dad. But. Yeah, so Tony and I got married and started this life up here. I saw opportunity in York, Pennsylvania, where I come from, Orlando and Daytona Beach, where everything's overdone down there. Mickey Mouse has made everything a spectacle in Orlando. And I knew that I couldn't get my start down there unless I had millions of dollars to invest to even compete with the people down the street. And it wasn't going to happen. So I moved up here and I saw the opportunity and I fell in love with the small town charm and just how there were two degrees of separation up here. It's just something I didn't grow up around, but I knew it was very much part of my roots. So I was totally romanticized about this, you know, fantasy about being in an Italian family and doing it right, quote unquote, right, where you get married and you have the kids and you start the business and very old school. And then I realized very quickly that it wasn't me. (laughs) And I had to learn how to be honest about that. Like, uh, uh, I don't want to be married to Tony. It's nothing against you, Tony. I just, it's not right for me. It doesn't fit me. And I don't know what I got myself into. But at the same time, my family life, if we're being candid here, down in Florida was falling to shreds. And I needed to do something to save myself to get out of that. So it just... The timing all worked. Yeah. As far as that went. Yeah, he like rescued me mm-hmm. at a time where I needed to be rescued from myself. Mm-hmm. So I came up here and I started this whole night life and I fell in love with the community. So now I'm balls deep in many different ways in this community. And... Uh, you did. You fell in love with the community. You went right for it too. Yep. Head first. Yep. Deep end. Sink or swim, motherfucker. And there was really nothing going on down here. Mm-hmm. I just had this big vision. Like, uh, I have this picture in my office of the land that Walt Disney saw in Orlando with the mirage of the castle. Mm -hmm. 
and he was lo- it's his back looking at this land. Right. And he saw something that now exists, the whole world knows that was there before anybody saw it. And I am comparing myself to Walt Disney. <laughs> that is happening right now. <laughs> and York City is my magic That's kingdom. That's the innocence of, of, of youth. <laughs> you know, then I, did, I didn't want to stamp. I didn't want to put that fire out in you. I didn't want to burst your bubble. And I, I appreciate that. I was born and that. raised in York. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I left. <laughs> oh, I had to stop myself from talking just now. That sounds ridiculous. But it is true. That's it what I did. True. I came up here. I was 23. And I'm like, oh, my God, the opportunity. The empty buildings. Mm-hmm. I could put people in them. We could do this kind of food. We could do this kind of service. It doesn't exist here. Let's do it. Let's do it. And everybody's like, uh, um, it's York. What do you mean? No, you got to do steak and potatoes. You got to do buffets. You got to do can't do a six pizza. ounce yeah you gotta do pizza you can't do a six ounce portion what the hell is that you're never gonna so not only do i do six ounce portions i do squid ink pasta and i charge for it and we get it because we offer experiences yeah and that's what disney did so idols like that i look up to but tony and i had this weird dynamic where we're the two tonys and it was so endearing and charming and cute and the community loved it and i was slowly like oh god i don't want to be known as the two tonys i don't i don't want to be known as the two tonys and then tony and i were trying to like learn about each other at the same time and we're now married and deep in marriage and uh it's hard because you know i'm a i'm a female in the game right so it's, I mean, all the men get divorced from their wives because their wives want something to do with the business and then, you know, shit happens. And the wives usually stay home with the kids. Right. This is not the case with me. You raised me to be very independent, self-sufficient. Do not rely on a man. That's right, girl. Do not depend on nobody else to get you where you want to go. Preach, baby. <laughs> and I heard that my whole life. So when coming into a restaurant with your husband and you have the ideas and I want things done the right quote-unquote way Mm -hmm. according to what i knew because he knew mom and pa and i knew corporate it was always a struggle it was always a battle so dad intervened and helped me out with that gave him a job in the produce business and let me do my thing and we grew it to where it's at then i knew i we had to go through this public separation and this public we're not together anymore that's mortifying Mm -hmm. So I couldn't I couldn't even I couldn't even imagine being a celebrity in a tabloids right. how they rip you apart because little York County was like oh my god the two Tonys aren't together anymore the restaurant's gonna fall apart I'm not going there and that's how it was people just started the rumor mill mm-hmm. and you know our business was out in the streets I'm not proud of the decisions I've made in my past but I've grown from them and learned from them I broke Tony's heart I was bad and. I promised him I'd spend the rest of my life making it up to him because we have this beautiful child. Yes, you do. And we have this beautiful restaurant and business that we built. And I feel like in 2021, if you can't be grown-ass adults about the situation that you put yourself into, and if you can't hold accountability for your faults, then you'll never move on or grow from it. So Tony and I, it took a while to get here, but we put effort into forgiveness and put effort into um asking for forgiveness and we put effort into accountability and developing a friendship through all of the pain on top of pain on top of you really didn't abandon each other right you know you helped each other through it that's a good way of putting it yeah yeah because i mean divorce is hard enough 
building a business is super hard enough. In York City is super, super hard enough. And then, you know, having to be transparent at the same time is really hard. And then everything I was going through personally mm-hmm. with my family was really hard. So everything was hard. Yeah. And um, I know hard. Hard has been something that I've been going through my entire life with right. you and dad. And um, accountability is a big a big issue, right? And then consequences, dealing with your consequences and then getting through it. But now I'm happy to report we're in a really healthy place. He's still partners of mine. And uh, we're building and growing. And people still have that question, how are you doing it? Because my boyfriend that I've been with for four years and I are expecting our first child in May. And we have a partnership in the construction business on that end of the development from my business. So enter Cody into a situation that Tony's still not my (laughs) ex-husband. Tony and I are still very much married legally because of business. And uh, now I have a boyfriend and the community's really fucked up now. They're like, what the hell <laughs> do you mean? Tony has her boyfriend and her husband, ex, soon to be ex-husband, but we've not been together for five years, working together. How the hell? Well, it wasn't easy. Like they did want to kill each other at one point. There is still male instinct in nature that are it's like. It's funny how something now, now they look up to you because you made that work. Yeah, now, it takes work. did you make such a thing work? Right. But and deal with the scrutiny yeah. and the judgment. It's all there. Well, Cody's a good guy too. He is. So kinda got both of them are good guys, literally, really. Well, I don't pick assholes. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> they didn't they didn't become assholes either. Right. They so didn't. they literally just, you know, say, Look It takes a hell of a man. We got a kid involved here and yep. it just It takes a hell of a man. Yeah. And so. Cody fell in love with Avi. Yep. And sure. I think it's important that if you're raising a kid, if you're co-parenting, you want to know who the spouse is helping to raise your child. So what better way to do that than to form a relationship with that person mm-hmm. is my method of thinking and why I fought so hard to make it work. Right. Because at the end of the day, Cody's kissing your child goodnight. Why wouldn't you want to know the person who's kissing your child goodnight? And if you loved me at one point, right. you got to understand who I love now right. because you still care about me. And the same thing goes for me and his girlfriend. Mm. So, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's unconventional. Again, I'm a disruptor. So it happens in my personal life, too. It's it's not normal to work all together. It looks very, what's that TV show? Uh, Modern Family. Modern Family. I'd like to think I'm the Sofia Vergara of the show. <laughs> A very pregnant, short version of her. <laughs> she got pregnant in the show. Did she? Yeah, she did. But it's, it's, not, it's not normal. But again... It can be done. So Tony and Cody are now boys. Take that tenacity. It sure does. And it takes good people on the other end to want to do that too. But it's not for a lack of effort. Like I was constantly in their heads like we have to do. There's no other option. We have to make it work because I'm raising a kid. I don't want to raise an asshole. I don't want him to grow up being hateful and resentful and we we know these things now in 2021. Right. We know that there are anger. Yep. So we do better. Correct. We know that there are anger issues. We know that there's a ton of therapy that goes into this. I mean, I've been in therapy for 12 years. So I, I know that there's work involved in getting to that healthy place. And I think that we need to talk about it more and be less guarded or protecting of our reputations and more um, eight mile, more be rabbit it. 
use that metaphor a lot. Mm. Eight Mile, the movie, Eminem mm. gets on stage and he has 30 seconds to battle this other dude. And he gets up there and he's real nervous and dude lets him go first. So Eminem takes his 30 seconds and talks about everything wrong with him. Yeah, I'm from the trailer park. Yeah, my mom's this. Yeah, whatever. I shot myself. All that stuff. And then he passes the mic on to the other dude and dude has nothing to say because he used all of his own insecurities and ammunition mm-hmm. then took it from him and totally disarmed took him. Power away, yeah. yeah. Yep. And the other guy gave him the first shot because he thought he was going to be able to build off of that and yep. get back at him and he just completely, yeah. Completely disarmed him. And that's my method and everything I do. Like if I own it, what are you going to say about me? What are you going to come after if I'm the one owning the shit that I've been through? So nobody has a slave perfect. Nobody knows what the hell they're doing. You can read a million books on the shelves in the bookstore. Those are all opinions based on their experiences. There's no facts. Well, there's always another side of the story, too. Right. There's so, no facts. Who's going to get it right? Nobody is my vet. That's correct. And we can all just do the best that we can with what we've got. And you know better, do better. Mom said that to me all the time. So that's my goal in life. I come from a family-oriented business. I come from a family-oriented everything. We always did everything family-oriented. My mom's on the couch next to me. Family's everything to me. Call it the Italian roots in me. Call it whatever. But I'll carry that out now with the next generation to let my boys know that family's everything. Whether that's a friend, whether it's blood or not, when you find somebody or someone that you've made conscious decisions with to build a life with or start a family with you have obligations for the rest of your life if you have a family with that person and it's just how you approach it mm-hmm. sure you can go on hating each other for the rest of your life divorce i could have bought him out yeah. i could have you know left him in the dust and then he's still aviano's father what am i gonna do right <laughs> Maybe no way around that. <laughs> no. And he's a great man and he deserves to be treated as such. And Cody decided he knew what he was signing up for. Yeah. And he does a great job with it too. Yeah. So yeah. transparency. I think that's the best way to go about life, period, is transparency. Nothing's easy. You just got to be rabbit that shit. Yeah. Own it and deliver that's every it. day. Own it. Own it. Whether you're working at McDonald's. Working your way up to the fryer, or you're changing corporate rules. Either way, you gotta figure it out, and that goes in life too, right? Figuring it out, all we can do. That's it. All right, guys, that's all I'm gonna put in your eardrums today. Good one. So thanks for listening. Ciao.